To most, this shirt screams tropical. Although it's true, but to me, it's just my happy shirt. And I'll tell you why. Remember when I said, why fake it till you make it when you can document it until you perfect it? Not only have I said it multiple times, but it's right there in bold on the website. And I did not put it there just because I thought it sounded cool, although it does sound kind of cool. I put it there because I actually mean it. I'm literally figuring this out right in front of you guys. And the following podcast is my best example yet. In this episode, I have the pleasure and honor of interviewing a fellow podcaster by the name of Olivier Day. He is the host of an awesome podcast called Awaken the Awesome. Olivier takes us on a journey from episode 1 to 124, where he shares some of his secrets with us. So if you're a podcaster, a content creator, or entrepreneur, you might want to check out this episode. And while you're at it, do yourself another favor and check out his podcast too. But if your big question is when to start, the answer is a resounding now. Done is better than perfect, right? I mean, however you want to spin it, just show up and start now. These are some of the things we talk about on this podcast. And when you mention names like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Gary Vee, Oprah, Larry King, you know it's some serious talk. So serious that I'm announcing right now that I'll be going back to the podcasting roots and publish only audio. But my wife loves the videos. So I'll be doing some videos too, just like this one. I'll save the details for later. My conversation with Olivier obviously inspired me. I only hope it does the same for you. Let's go straight to it. It's time to get social. All right, Olivier, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you and uh, thank you for accepting my invitation. I must say that I am a little bit more nervous than usual for this specific episode because (laughs) I've been listening to you all day just to be prepared for the show. And I had already listened to an episode uh, maybe a month or two back when we first met each other on LinkedIn. I realize how great you are, man. And, And I'm not just saying this because we're doing this now. It's just like, I'm like, man, this guy has really, really, you know, a good grasp as to how to present himself on the podcast, how to interview people. You're so articulate. I just wanted to uh, say congratulations. But anyway, before we even get into uh, the meat of uh, this episode, I want you to tell us, you know, who Olivier is and where you're from and uh, what led you to uh, today in uh, in, uh, in your podcast. Dude. Jeff, thanks so much uh, for the warm welcome. Uh, first of all, because I consider this like sharing space, sharing time, sharing even at a distance, you know, was the fact of that podcasting allows us to create these wonderful human and genuine connections when we're so lucky uh, to meet like-minded people, even through the randomness of the universe and, you know, the connections of LinkedIn, you know, just finding a peer, finding somebody who's doing something that you appreciate and, you know, just showing some appreciation, showing some support because I really enjoy what you're doing. It's a terrific, courageous thing uh, that you're doing because, again, just being creative and just being vulnerable and just being able to put ourselves out there. It's uh, something that's truly genuine, something truly courageous that you need to be commended for. I appreciate all your work. And again, the support is is mutual. And uh, again, it's an honor for me to be on your show. And uh, yeah, man, um, no, who's Olivier? Seriously, um, long story short, uh, grew up in Haiti, um, you know, uh, high school in St. Louis, basically grew up my entire, basically just grew up in Port-au-Prince all my life, came to Canada in uh, 2001, studied communication, did some political science, you know, school of life, um, met my wife back in college, basically my girlfriend back in college, now she's my wife, and we two kids, house. Uh, different corporate echelons, uh, you know, did communication, did uh, finance, did, uh, you know, here and there, health services, you know, just just gravitating around the world, like, you know, just the school of life, as they say. Some hard knocks, uh, definitely, but uh, down to the core, I'm a married father of two. Um, my, fam- my values are always about the same, like, you know, just uh, keep the right people around you. Uh, put the best version of yourself out there. Don't be afraid to look stupid. You know, always, always put in some laughter in everything that you do. Leave a good memory of yourself through all, all your interactions. You're not here to be liked by everybody, but you can try. 
Um, but you know, it's about accepting yourself and be happy with who you are today. And, uh, again, leave a legacy of love and friendship and, you know, just honest truth. And that's what basically motivated, uh, the Awaken Yaskin podcast. I've done some communication back in high school. I was, uh, um, I did some internships in some local Haiti, Haiti uh, radio stations. And then mm-hmm. when I came to college, uh, I also like, you know, anchored for uh, some, you know, just uh, college, um, college radio stations as well, uh, man the boards. And then I was a host as well. So I've always dabbled in communication. That's basically a lot of what my shtick is about, whether in, uh, in the corporate world or professionally speaking, I've always enjoyed communicating because that's what I like. I like connecting with people. I could be that person who gets into the bus or the subway with you. I see you reading a book. It's like, hey, Jeff, like, I see you're reading that book. Like, who is that? Why are you doing that? That's always been me. Um, I have no filter that way. And um, in whichever, basically, that's what gravitated towards podcasting because uh, normally, you know, I, different episodes made the fact that, hey, I had a story. I wanted to hear from people's stories. And I thought like, hey, might as well just pick up my phone and just either for myself, just wind it out there or like, you know, just connect with people like, you know, whether it's family or friends. And then eventually what became like, you know, long list of worldwide guests all over the world. And then here we are 124 episodes later. A few things caught my attention here. Uh, I think we're very, very similar in many ways. No wonder we have uh, this connection. I want to ask you about your first episode because you're 124 now, which I listened to earlier today. And one thing that you said on the podcast that caught my attention, I know we're going off a little bit, but I already told you that we probably will. <laughs> um, there, there's this thing that you said about, you know, if they're watching something, let's say on their iPad or on phone or TV, and you call on them for whatever, food, sleep or whatever, they literally don't hear you. So take us to the first episode of uh, your podcast, Awaken the Awesome. What was it about and what prompted you actually to even start it? Episode number one was just me getting rear-ended and just like, okay, this is weird. This sucks, but let me, make, let me grab some philosophy out of this. So while I'm in my car, because the lady was like, she was nice, but again, she was like all over the place. So I was just like, isolate myself until the cops got there. And I'm just like, I'm in the car. I'm like, so I just grabbed the phone and I just hit record. So if you even go back to episode one, so I got rear-ended. Um... I have no idea why this is, this happened. And then I go off into a, a, just a philosophy of just like, things could be worse. I'm okay. I'm healthy. No broken bones. That's why, that's what one with a catalyst of, okay, I don't need a guest. If I don't want to have a guest, this is my creation. This is my baby. I'll do, I'm sorry, the expression, I'll do whatever the hell I want with it. I don't know where this is going but I know it. I have to start somewhere. So it's going to be episode one. If episode one is about me getting rear-ended because that's the title. So I got rear-ended and yeah, you know, and here I am three years later. You never know. That's why I'm putting the message out there to anybody who's afraid to look foolish. I'm like, oh, the package is not perfect. Oh, I don't have the right guest or I don't have the right mic or anything. Dude, just start and you will figure it out. You will figure it out. It sounds stupid and cheesy and kooky, but you will figure it out. It does not have to be perfect. The iPhone, like, like the iPhone was not perfect when it launched, but it launched. Even Michael Jordan had bad days. Like seriously, Oprah got fired before she became Oprah. So you know what? But Oprah showed up. It got, it, you have to keep showing up. Like seriously, you have to get started at some point. It's, uh, it's amazing to hear that because it's so true. And, and, and you said Michael Jordan had bad days. Actually, Michael Jordan was cut, you know, at a high school level. Um, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. And, uh, when we watched that, uh, documentary and actually my wife watched it with me, which I really enjoyed because I grew up idolizing Michael Jordan. I literally cut out some of his magazine interviews and pictures and framed them in my room. I had all the videos of, you know, Michael Jordan. I watched all the finals, you know, all the playoffs moments and all that kind of stuff with of Michael Jordan. And that's really what, you know, got me into loving basketball the way I do. And my wife never really gets what I get out of basketball. And I try to I try to paint a picture for her in saying that it's more than just, you know, basketball. It's more than just the sport. It's about the dedication that these athletes put into their craft. It's about the consistency. It's about the discipline. It's about 
the passion, the hard work um, that gets that puts them at that level. And then when Kobe came along, he literally studied every single move, the way Michael spoke, the way he chewed his gum, the way he walked. There's a level of elite mindset that you have to get that you yeah. cannot understand as a mere mortal. Like champions are champions for a reason. I don't care who you are, whether in the corporate realm or in sports and athleticism or business whatsoever, even as a family man, you know, everything is about what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to suffer for? How much does it matter to you? Seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're going to wind it back to podcasting, seriously. And a lot of people ask me, like, how do you do it? Or, like, I throw this tagline a lot sometimes. Wife, two kids, a mortgage, and a full-time job. And I still make it happen. It's not bragging. It's about knowing that, listen, this enterprise, this mission, this journey, this project means enough to me to lose sleep over. I will tell my wife, tonight is editing night. Like, don't look for me. Like, tonight I'm recording with Jeff. You know what? She'll, she's got me. She's got my back. So, okay, I'll take care of the kids. If they get up, it's not a problem. If I have to book a guest, like I, like I said, guests all over the world. For some people, it's 10 a.m. For me, it's 3 a.m. I will get up at 3 a.m. to record with you because, hey, you're the guest. 10 a.m. is good for you. 3 a.m. for me, not a problem. I will get wow. up at 3 a.m. and we were going to do this. Oh, yeah, true story. True story. Because, again, I've had people in Europe, in Africa, in Australia. Like, you have to. You have to. What are you going to do? Well, no, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of too early for me. No. no. <laughs> No, no, no. If the person can only take you between 4.30 and 5.45 and all they have is this small window to see you while they're, in, while they're in transit in their car, good. Make it happen. You will figure it out because you want it bad enough. How much do you want this interview? How much do you want to share this story? How much are you willing to put in to make this project happen? Consistency, commitment, dedication, passion. It should not be a chore. I did not use the word chore in there. If it becomes a chore for you, just stop. You should not be, you know, taking time away from your family, taking time away from your sleep, from your health. You know, just I could be doing so many other things, but I want to be on with Jeff. I want to be able to create this moment in time and space where you can share, you know, generous energy for people out there listening that might need to hear these messages of empowerment and furthering themselves and to create their own well-being, their own mission towards their growth and personal genuine wealth, whatever wealth means to you. This matters to me. But don't do it half-assed. Don't do it secondhand. And like champions, Michael Jordan shows up. Kobe shows up. LeBron shows up. I don't care who you are. If you call yourself a champion, you understand what I'm saying. Champions, winners are those who show up consistently. Oh, great. You scored that winning shot. Do it again. Oh, great. You got that great guest. Do it again. Oh, right. You made that, that, you know, that great sale, real estate or selling a car whatsoever. Do it again. <laughs> And wow. that's where a lot of people fall short, you know? Seriously, you need to understand that every day is zero hour. There is no resting on your lures. You're only as good as your next victory, not the last one. Okay, so you've had your victory on episode one by just literally starting your podcast after you got rear-ended mm -hmm. and you did it in your car. To me, it's an amazing story, obviously, and that's, you know, that's exactly what my problem has been. I wanted to do this podcast since basically last year. But now, from episode one to episode 124, uh, you're only as good as your last victory. But that means also that every time you win, every time you uh, finish with one episode, you're going to get better in the next one. Um, from episode one to episode 124, what has been the biggest change or the biggest improvements uh, that you could share with us? I've gotten... Uh these are tools that I learned over time, but you understand the art of listening a hell of a lot more once you do it again and again and again and again. Again, this goes back to, and just, again, I'm just throwing it out there to anybody who wants to dip their toes in there. For me, it's always been about, like I said, I've been in customer service for a really long time. So I worked a lot on the phones. I've met, you know, people face to face. I've made sales and everything. Listening, like shutting up, and being present and making this person across from you understand that right now doing these 30, 45 minutes to an hour that they give you, you are incredibly attentive to what they're saying. There, there needs to be no doubt in their mind that they are the most important thing that you're paying attention to right now. 
So I have learned to create space. I have learned to invite them and create the space that they need to share their story. And I'm just saying that because a lot of people are mistaken. Oh, yeah, you just sit there and click record. And like, no, no, no. It takes a lot of skill to listen because it's when you listen, you pick up on something that they said and you're like, oh, okay. And you get on to the next question, get on to the next question. One of my interviewers that I really love, his style is Larry King. Historically speaking, if you go back to any interview from Larry King, uh, there are a lot of people I really love, like even like podcasters I really admire, but Larry King, I really admire his interview style because he doesn't hold a pen and paper. He does not seem like he has a list of questions. He's just a regular guy. He could be doing this show in his coffee sh- in a coffee shop and it would still be as resounding because people come on the show and just talk to him, whether it's be presidents or whether it's like, you know, business moguls or whatever. Larry just gives you this this feel of being just sitting down with a regular Joe Schmo and just talking. Listening is a skill. And over the course of 124 episodes, I've learned to master that. And I'm still learning, but that is a terrific, because you, you can't just spend one hour with someone and then think that it has to be about you. It is not about you. It is never about you. And the second you start, you know, taking over the interview, and make it, yeah, like I totally know what you're saying. Like this happened to me. No, sure. It's good to empathize. It's good to, you know, just create that balance, you know, in relationship to what the person just said, you know, just create a similarity. Great. We have a tendency to do that. But for me, the biggest takeaway is the fact that from listening to these people, and this has always been my motivation behind everything. It's a selfish thing. But like I've said, I enjoy learning from them. And you can't do that without shutting up and listening. And I've learned so much. I've learned empathy. I've learned courage. I've learned patience. I've learned acceptance. I've learned forgiveness. I've learned you know, elite mindset. I've learned dedication. And I've learned to apply these little nuggets that applied in different facets of your life, whatever your journey, wherever your journey takes you, these are tools that have benefited. And hopefully not just me, but the people listening. And that has been one terrific evolution from episode one to 124 and we're still going strong man this is this is so true on episode one because we have you know a his, history together it was more of a, of a conversation and yeah. when i watched it over i'm like man I, I spoke a lot more than he did so listening is something that from episode number one i was like you know what it's not even about me. It's about because I brought them here to talk about something. I, I brought them here to share their experiences, to share their knowledge, to share their passion. And I'm here talking the entire time. Right. And not listening. Learn how to listen, to understand and not listen to respond. Because the ego takes a lot of space because we always interact with the world in regards to how we perceive it, not in regards to how, because there we go again with empathy. If you don't understand what the other person is feeling, how can you understand what they're thinking and how can you have the presence of mind to actually, you know, relate in any way if you don't create that space? Because it's all an exchange of energy. You need to create this space for them to share you know, because I've had interaction with people who shared some very difficult stuff. I'm thinking about my friend, Dennis Gable, who talked about, you know, being abused as a child. He would not tell something like that. First of all, something he's comfortable saying, but again, you can't create a show and have somebody come on your show and talk about, you know, just male toxicity. And for them to be comfortable and talk about that, especially in this day and age, a man talking about his vulnerability and how he was abused as a child and like, you know, just toxic, you know, uh, bringing and everything. You need to create that space and you can't do that without listening. Yeah. Again, you know, I've been fortunate. I didn't have, I had great parents, but I understand this is a reality that men have experienced and a lot of them keeping that stuff in throughout all their lives. And sometimes with very dire consequences, I've been very vocal about being a male advocate. What I mean by that, again, I understand that men don't talk and through my own bouts with depression, I understand that I can also use myself through this podcast and this vehicle to allow men the opportunity to understand that it is okay not to be okay. And it's okay to speak up and it's okay to change because growing up in Haiti, you grow up with that very heavy weight of the identity of being a man. And I want to, this is just for me. I'm not saying this stuff for everybody, but coming from Haiti and coming from a very traditional masculine upbringing, you also need to break away from that because growing up in North America, I understand that I need to be the change. What kind of, a, what kind of man do I want my son to be? 
Okay. And, you know, even if I didn't learn that, but I understand that my children are evolving into a different kind of world with a different set of tools that they need to evolve. So you need to create that space of vulnerability to understand what other people are experiencing so you can take those best tools and give them to the people who need it. And it goes back to listening because you're not just listening to give an argument. Yeah, but yeah, no, listen, process, take the time, take a step back and say, okay, what is the value I can bring to this conversation? You know, I use that as a salesperson. That's part of my sales process. So I ask open-ended questions for them to talk about everything, including their personal lives, their challenges, their successes, uh, what they're trying to accomplish with their business, uh, how I can possibly help them achieve um, those uh, goals that they're trying to reach with their business. They want to be heard. They want to feel like you're, you care. Now, let's get technical, Olivier. Let's get technical. I want to pick your brain a little bit. I want to know what you do in terms of your, your podcast, uh, the tools that you use, the methods, the process that you choose to, to go by in choosing your uh, guests, um, the, the, the research that you do prior, if any, the preparation, the setting. Take us through you know, what you go through for every episode. Like, seriously, there's a method to my madness, and this is a... Really, again, something you have to follow your process and it's important to build systems, but at the same time, you have to be malleable. And I'm going to basically pull the lid on this because nobody's ever asked me that. That, that, That's an exclusive right there. Like I've been on other podcasts, but nobody has ever asked me, how do you do this? So basically, um, because this is my, actually, I've said this before, but this is actually my second podcast, but you learn from the first experience what didn't work, what you didn't like, and what are the nuggets? Okay, if we peel back the whole thing, what are the essentials that you're willing to work with? So when I started working the awesome, I told myself no video because I can't do video. I suck at video. I don't want to be on YouTube. It's not that I'm afraid of the camera. It's just too much work because I'm a, I'm, you have to be very aware of what is doable within the parameters that you set for yourself. I said, okay, no video, no YouTube, strictly audio. I'm not going to do the hosting myself, which I used to do, just hosting all the episodes myself to create all the HTML, did the website, did the coding, everything, everything was by myself. I did that by hand, the first, the first website, but you learn, okay? You go through the grinder, you go through the trenches and you're like, you know what? I could, there's, there are simpler ways to do this. Um, so uh, I used to record it initially before it got pulled. I used to use Google Hangouts because there used to be a point where you actually automatically Google used to record everything for you off the cloud. So I actually banked on that, you know, with the Google account, I actually used to do that. But now I basically either, it's a toss up between Zoom and Skype, whatever's good for the guests. And this is very important. Make your guests life easy, okay? So you're not supposed to make it complicated for your guests because they're not supposed to jump through hoops to get on your show. You're supposed to make it super easy for them to land in your show. Hmm. So how it usually works is once I've identified a guest, and this can be any which way from a book I've read, someone who's recommended, someone I follow on Instagram, someone I follow on LinkedIn, you create these relationships. You like a post, you comment on a post, you join a group, and you heard a song, you hear their album, you know they're on tour, uh, a previous guest, uh, throw them as a reference. It's a friend, it's family. You build over time, guys. My first guests were relatives and friends. Seriously, like my friends who was a business owner, my friend who, you know, just launched an album or my friend who's like, who's a photographer whatsoever. People who know me, it's like, who love me enough. It's like, sure, Woody, I'll back you up and I'll be on your show. And I, and it's not even, like you said, they can be friends, but you can still treat them like superstars. Like, hey, I am honored for your time. And once you create that relationship, there should be no doubt because they understand that you are creating value for themselves and you give them the place. But once the guest is identified, basically you, of course, I send out an initial email or a DM or a call. If there's a phone number, I'll just call. Like, seriously, I have no problem. Like I told you, I used to work in call centers, so I have no problem. If you leave a phone number somewhere, I will call you. Chances are I either get your voicemail or whatever, any which way. Again, that this is cold calling. It's like a sales pitch. So we find a DM. Hi, I'm here and I'm uh, running on Waking the Yasa podcast. I saw your book. I read your book. I saw your video. I saw this on YouTube. I saw it on it. They need to know how you found them. It's like, okay, who are you? It's like, they don't know you. It's, it's like, it's stupid, but it's like dating. It's like, hey, hi, I heard, I heard this thing you did. I saw this, this show that you did, whatever. And it has to be genuine. It should not be something that you're just fabricating. It has to be genuine for me at least. All right. Cause I'm not just trying to collect guests. 
I'm really trying to learn from these people. So either I read your book or whatsoever, and then you tell them, and this is important. Hi, you identify yourself. I'm Olivier. You identify yourself. You're not supposed to be a stranger. You don't know me. You're telling them, like, what, what, what else can happen? You don't know me. So this is a very impromptu, random, out into the universe communication. So I'm not going to take too much of your time. You say that. Like, seriously, either on a phone or a DM whatsoever, you say that. I'm not going to take too much of your time. Just wanted to introduce myself and salute you and just commend you for all the work that you did because I read your book. I saw this video, as you said. I saw this tech talk that you gave. I saw this post on LinkedIn. Here's the link. And again, you show that you've done your work. So even just reading your email, they're like, oh, cool. This, this person actually understands me. Okay, great. What do you want, Olivier? So that's when you're like, yeah, because you said this, because I resonate with that, or if we're talking one, episode 124, hi, Dr. Kui, I saw this video you gave on YouTube. I read your book, Raising Will. It's so wonderful to see like another parent just to show myself I'm not crazy. My daughter's also dealing with ADHD. My wife and I had our concerns and everything. I really wanted an ADHD expert on my show. If you'd be so kind, I would love to have you on as a guest. What else can happen? You put everything out there, you put your, all your cards on the table. And then of course you tell them like, hey, via Zoom or Skype, whatever is good for you, or via phone call, via Zoom, 30 to 45 minutes of your time, strictly audio, uncomplicated. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a journalist, I'm just a regular guy in his basement in Canada. I would love to have your, pick your brain about your insights and everything, and if you'd be so kind, I'd be honored. That's it, I'm not selling anything whatsoever. And if you don't, please find these words, hope these words find you in the best of circumstances. All the best to you and yours, ciao. That's it. I've only gotten a no from a very high profile superstar who was on tour and did not have the time to actually, you know, commit to a booking. In 124 episodes, I've never gotten a no. And that is a terrific track record. The only no I've ever gotten were eager people who've never replied. You know, some people who just ghost you and that's okay. People have lives. I'm, I'm not mad. But the only person who's ever declined and say like, hey, I can't is because at the time, this person had just launched an album, was doing a world tour. But they personally replied, like, thank you so much for your interest. I, I would really be interested just right now. I just cannot commit to any more like media commitment whatsoever, which is cool, which is cool. And I'm totally fine with that. So once that is done and we've secured a booking, obviously you send a calendar date and then you make sure. And this is where we're probably going to get into production process a little bit later. But I, once I have that booking, everything for me is I'm very rigorous in regards to, you know, systems in regards to, okay, I have a booking date, confirmed booking date recording date, production date, production deadline, posting date, and like, you know, social media schedule. Like every single of those are my targets. Like, okay, I know that I need to have this episode done because I also know in my process how long it takes me roughly to produce an episode. My statistics are very basic. Like I'll, for every one hour episode, factor in about four to five hours of editing for a one hour episode. And that used to be a shit little longer. I'm sorry for the cursing, but seriously, because hey. sometimes eventually you learn your process. But I know for a factor, like taking out all the uhs and mms and bringing, you know, putting in the intro and writing copy and everything, I like concisely factor in at least four to five hours for one single hour. And that's being very conservative. Some are longer, some are shorter. And solos only take me about maybe 40 minutes. That's it, like for a 10-minute episode. But doing this 124 times, you build a system. So you know how you work. You know how your brain works. And then once the episode's done, we connect, we do the recording, and then afterwards, everything is produced uh, in, uh, through um, the software called Audacity. I do everything through Audacity. And then, you know, I just pre-record the intros. No, not pre-record. The intro is the last thing I do because that's, that's just me, my work process. I listen to the final episode, and then that's where I get the feel into writing the intro because that's where, as you as the listener, I want you to know why I produce this episode, why this means so much to me, just like ADHD. It's like, this is why I'm a dad. I'm dealing with this. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I found an expert. And I think maybe if you're curious, join me, let's go. Not a problem. So write the intro, package that, and then poof, send it to the guest. And it's up to them. And this is very important. A lot of people say you're crazy, but Hey, I send it to the guest first because if they're not happy with it, I have not done my job well. And it's perfectly okay for them to choose not to have it published. Wow. It is totally in their hands. I tell them that after every time I finish recording, I tell them, once this is done, I'm going to send it to you for review. If you're not happy with it, tell me it does not get published. Or even if it is published, and if you're not happy with it for whatever reason, I will take it down. And wow. I have no problem with that. 
because they are giving me their time. They have given me a gift to share their story. And I am responsible for that. And it matters to me. If they're not happy with it, I have no, I have no a right to, you know, just abuse uh, this trust. And I have not done my job well. So every episode that's out there is because these people have trusted me to share their story. And I take that with a lot of honor, pride, and sincerity. Gary V, you know, he, he kind of screwed it up for me. Like the, the triple threat, you know, uh, uh, content uh, creation, uh, you know, video, audio, and you can transcribe it and all that kind of stuff. Like, man, this is what I want to, this is what I want to do. And I did an interview recently. Um, it was an article and uh, they asked me, what is my advice to, uh, entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs right now, especially what we're facing, especially with the platforms that are given to us now to express ourselves, what can you tell them? It's like, well, you know what? Be authentic. Be yourself. Don't be afraid to speak out. Don't be afraid to tell people how you feel, what you think. You know, you're never going to please 100% of people. That's word. That's never. Word. You're going you're gonna to maybe, maybe, you know, please 30%. You know, but at least be authentic about it, right? And and the other 70, it's fine. It doesn't matter, you know, but be true to who you are and don't be afraid to speak out. If you like something, if you dislike something, it, uh, you know, speak about it, talk about it and be authentic. That's where a lot of people fail because they're trying too hard to put in too much effort to try to be something that they're not. And I say that you've heard that growing up, but it still rings true because you think you have to be a certain way because that's how people, you know, we learned this growing up in high school. Let me be this particular type of person. So people will like me. Maybe if I start like, like for me, I'm just using me as an example, high school, St. Louis guys love cars love cars let's talk about the cars and you know let's like race cars over the, over the weekend let's go on canapé film let's go race and talk about you know the entry and like what i don't i'm just throwing names out there i don't like cars I, i'm not i'm not a i am not a fan of cars some of my best friends are mechanical engineers and to this day they're my best friends like you know they would die for me i would die for them i don't like cars i go to the garage I just want an oil change. Yeah, but your time. But yeah, but your timing belt. I and then I have to call Ray. It's like Ray, dude wants to change my timing belt. It's like what? What? Pompao? Like I just fix it. Like I don't care. I just want an oil change. This all to say that seriously. Who am I? You asked me this in the beginning. Who am I? Married father of two. Right there, I told you what matters to me: my wife, my kids. The world can wait. If this podcast in any way hinders my well-being in regards to my relationship with my wife and my kids, I'm pulling the plug. You know, if I can't be myself, if I can't be my comic book geek, if I can't have my movies, if I can't just be myself, there's a problem. And at some point I hit that wall where I was just like trying too hard, you know, just to try to do too much when you just need to own the fact that you are who you are. I have good days. I have bad days. I've been very open about my depression. I'm also very open about how much I love my wife and my kids. Like, who else can be a better you but you? Nobody else can do you as well as you. So once you identify what is the best version of yourself that you want to put out there, do that. Warts and all, okay? There are good days. Again, like I said, I have good days. I have bad days. On my good days, I'm superb. On days where I know I'm toxic, I know that, okay, I need to go for a walk. I need to just listen to some jazz and just be in the office and just work because I know I'm just dealing with it with a point. I am not perfect. I do not want to be perfect. I don't want to, per to pretend that I'm perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about growth. It's about evolution. It's about progress. It's about accepting the fact that, you know what? There is room and there is time. You have nothing else to prove to anybody else. Nothing, all right? You have to set the standards for yourself. It's nice to, you know, have examples. It's nice to be inspired. It's nice to emulate, but it's not right for you to check yourself according to someone else's evolution. You know what? I like going to the gym, but I have some of my best friends who've been going gym for the past 20 years. Okay. Sometimes I have off days. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Let me just sleep in. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but it's totally fine. And you need to accept that. You need to know who you are and what makes you, you. And you need to have that very important conversation with yourself. And that what I call like, you know, a mirror conversation, because once all the noise is over, 
you're only left with yourself. I love this quote. Wherever you go, there you are. And if you cannot know who you are, whether as a good person or as a bad person, that creates imbalance. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. That's a lot of, that's in a lot of ways, a lot of discomfort in terms of mental health and the consequences that this pandemic has done to a lot of people is that they're forced to deal with themselves. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with the reality of they might not be the nicest person that they want to, to propose to the rest of the world. So authenticity is your best asset. You need to let people know who you are and people need to buy into that because most of the time, you know this in sales, people don't care what you know. People will remember how you made them feel. Hmm. Hmm. Expertise matters. Obviously, you want to know that, okay, this doctor knows what they're doing, but eventually there is such a thing as bedside manners. Some doctors are great at giving you the diagnosis, but making you laugh about it. You know, it's, it's cool. You know, there's no good way to give cancer news, but some doctors are great at that. You know what? It's not fun, but I understand how the person feels. People don't care what you know. People care how you make them feel. You talk about sales calls. I've been on sales calls. The first thing you unite the person knows, like, okay, by the way, this is going to cost you. I, I know you're not going to like me at the end of this call. It's just that, okay, you asked me for a quote and okay, I've, ha I've done all the numbers. I know that this, you're not going to like me at the end. I'm just saying you can hang up right now. You please, please save me the hassle. You can hang up right now. I'm just saying you're not going to like me at the end of this call. Olivier, what's the quote? Okay, fine. Okay. And then you, you work with it. People don't care what you know. People care how you make, they will remember how you made them feel. If you make them feel crappy, you, they will associate that with your product, with your service, with your brand whatsoever. But if you come, this is what I bring to Awaken You Awesome. I bring my naivete. I bring my, my you talked about uh, uh, courtesy and, 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 you know, just decency. A lot of people tell me that. I was like, my God, you're so courteous. You're just so nice. And for me, it's not even a shtick. It's just who I am. I believe to honor you when you come on my podcast. So I need to let you know that you matter to me, you know? And if you just, if you were just like, just proper on the recording and totally disregard them once the call is over, what does that say about you and your brand and everything? So, you know what? You guys need to know that it is okay to be you and you need to dare to be you. And, you know, you need to know what the best version of you looks like. And only you can define that. Not me, not Jeff, not anybody else. You need to own that and, you know, just run with it, you know, because the best and most successful people are people who have a very, uh, very firm grasp on who they are. Like I talked about Snoop Dogg two seconds ago, like Snoop Dogg, like, can you think of like, he is the OG and he knows it. <laughs> it's like, he makes no apologies for it. Warts and all, warts and all. Man, this is this is awesome, man. And you, that part of like people not going to remember what you tell them or your level of expertise, but they will remember how you made them feel. This this is going to stick with me. What is your message to people? Let's say people that want to start their own podcast, people that uh, want to be, you know, influencers on social media, you know, maybe piggybacking off of what we just spoke about, which is authenticity. Uh, you know what? Because you attend the picture, the, the question previously. And you know what? For some reason, I just held on to this example. This segue, it's, it's a fun anecdote. And I'm going to make a point with this. My wife hates it when I do this. But don't worry, dear. I'm going to make a point. <laughs> a couple of days ago, um, we all remember when Kobe died. And there was the infamous interview with Gail King and Lisa Leslie. And following that, Snoop Dogg, I love Snoop Dogg. Can you tell? Snoop Dogg <laughs> went on a rant and uh, it was vicious, uh, it was derogatory, it was angry, and that in itself created hellfire, media storm, all right? And I did not know this, but eventually, again, I don't pay attention to media, but sometimes something catches my eye. Snoop Dogg actually went on uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, Facebook watch show called Red Table Talk to actually you know, give his two pieces about, two cents about what happened. And it was a terrific interview, and I really enjoyed it, first of all, for its uh, authenticity. Again, there's that word again. Uh, for its truth, because it was very hard, uh, because he had to, because he already did ap apologize, but the fact that he came on and said something, and we were talking about influence, and we were talking about uh, the, uh, our voice and our reach. Like I said, Snoop has been around since I was a kid, right? 
And he said it to himself, like when that happened after the anger and everything, because he explained all the intro, like, you know, Kobe being gone, him losing his grandkid because uh, he just had a grandkid that died and didn't know this. Anyway, the anger basically boiled over. And what happened is that he noticed over Twitter or DMs, a lot of people just like, you know, just going down on Gail. And he had to admit to himself that I was wrong. It was hurtful because I talked to my mom. I talked to my God. And I was just like, but what he said really shook me. He's like, oh, even up to this point, even he has Snoop Dogg with all that he's done has to be reminded that, hey, I have power and I'm abusing it. So... All this to say that no matter what your level in life, whether you're multi-million dollar platinum OG, the levels of Snoop Dogg that can create havoc just by going on a rant on social media or whether going back to me, my personal reality in regards to having a podcast or raising two kids who are going to be different people. Because when the entire George Floyd thing happened, I had to look my kids and be reminded, you know what? I grew up in a different time. When I say different time, they did not grow up in Haiti. I knew about racism. I knew about discrimination. I knew about classism. You knew this. You know this, Jeff. Yep. And I know the fact that, you know what? I have a responsibility to these kids to let them know, you know what? There's through, I can only teach them to be the best version of themselves. As in like, you know, I need to teach them how to be better people going forward. So I, I need to be the best that I can be to, for them to be the best people that they can be. What I'm talking about influence, this is a message to everyone out there, whether through your podcast, whether through your blog, whether through your YouTube channel, whether through your business, whether through the different relationships, whether through your going through athletic career, remember that you have a responsibility throughout all your interaction, because I do get the answer from people who want to launch their own podcast. And I'm like, you know what? I have a responsibility to give you the best information I can to see you succeed. I want to see people win. It's not my, there is enough success out there for everyone. Not everyone will make it, but everyone, the playing field has been leveled. Okay. Some people are going to make it faster or, or, or slower, mm -hmm. but in terms of influence and the message we put out there, I know that there are people out there listening I don't have the level of stats like Joe Rogan, you know, but I'm not Joe Rogan. But I know there are people out there like, listen, I have friends in Haiti who have started podcasts because I started a podcast. And they're like, no, like, you know, like, you know, if Olivier can do it, I can do it. Or some people who started podcasts and then who lost steam and then forgot that there was actual work involved. And then they check in with me. It's like, man, this is a lot of work. What did you expect? <laughs> did you expect, you know? Or people who like who don't want to do a podcast, but you know what? Who want to start a YouTube channel? And then it's like, yeah, when I get the right camera, and then when I do everything, like, dude, I started this on my phone with a pair of earbuds. You have enough equipment to get started. You're making up excuses. So remember, in terms of influence, that we have to be the example. We can be the change, even if it it's one person. That is one person more than yesterday. Don't try to reach the millions. Go for one. Make the make the make it super easy. Like Will Smith, like with Will Smith said, lay one brick, lay this one brick well, and then put another brick well. You know, if you reach one person, that is a job well done. I'm trying to influence my kids in the best possible way. I'm trying to influence my marriage in the best possible way through these conversations. I'm trying to influence even one person because at this point, you know, there used to be a point where this podcast had no downloads. And now I know that there are people listening. There are people who will click download. There are people who will click play. And for as long as they will give me their ear, I need to make sure that I can give them the best possible message I possibly can. And that is good. For me, it's a job well done. I'm not looking for the entire life. It's nice, but eventually, you know what? I just need to know that today was a good day. And then we'll take care of tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here yet. I can only take care of today. And that's as simple as that. That's great advice. And I love the brick uh, analogy. Um, I love the fact that you are, you know, happy with just even, even, even if you influence one person, if you help one person, if, if, you know, if, if you change one person's perspective on something, if you help one person with something, that's, that's enough. I said that's that, to, I said that today. I said that in respect to, racism 
it's been obviously the topic of the day for, I don't know, a month now. Mm-hmm. And to my cousin, and she was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I, every time I speak to these people, blah, 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 they just don't get it. You know, I'm going to just quit I'm not, because she's passionate about it. And I'm like, listen, I'm passionate about it too. Um, but the way I approach this is if I can change one person's mind or not maybe even their perspective, you know, a lot of people are ignorant towards, you know, systematic racism. Sometimes it's authentic. They really don't know, you know, they don't know. They don't know. And it's okay. It's okay. Some hide behind their ignorance. That bothers me. But some people are, you know, genuinely, they don't know. And I'm okay with explaining, you know, and I'm okay with saying, listen, this is what's happening. This is what has happened in the past. This is what's going on. This is what you should read. This is what you should watch, you know, to, you know, because you're, you're asking questions that are valid, right? So, and if I can change your perspective, maybe you change somebody else's, maybe you change two or three. You can't change the masses, but if you can change one person and that person creates another person, again, that's not even social distancing. It's about sharing love. Again, yeah. going back to that very core element of love. If we can just spread the love, not the hate. Yay, John Lennon. Spread the love, not <laughs> the hate. You really ha- you really can impact more people than you than you than you can. Like seriously, you know, when you know, sometimes you get DMs. I got a DM once, like three o'clock in the morning i was just editing and i got a dm from this person said hey i just listened to this episode about you talking about your depression and you having a terrible day i just hope you're doing well and i just want to thank you for all the work that you do because i know it must be hard and just want to know that you know there are people listening out there i'm like whoa okay yeah because i was depressed too and just hearing you be so vulnerable and as a man and everything and that episode resonated with a lot of people i'm like huh wow okay there are people somebody listening out there huh might as well so Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Like put in, um, show up, show up every day. You have to, you have to. I'm going to make sure to listen to that episode for sure. But let's talk about the fruits of, uh, of your labor here. Uh, those bricks that you've been laying for the past couple of years. Uh, what, what are those fruits, you know, your podcast has yielded, yielded for you uh, since day one? And what do you think is going to continue to yield for you? A couple of months ago, um, previous guest here in Montreal uh, launched this uh, very, very exclusive uh, mastermind of local entrepreneurs, business owners, millionaires, uh, you know, go-getters, like, you know, real estate, like, you know, high-profile real estate brokers and stuff. Like, it was a very niche group of a mastermind. And I got an invitation and um, I went and for like two seconds, you always have that reaction, right? Of like, why would I go there? Like, why would you choose me? Why would you want me there? Like, right? it's like, no, because I believe you're a champion. I believe in you and you're doing a terrific work and people need to meet you. People need to see all over the pocket anywhere. Like, okay, so I went. And like I said, you know, we went around the table and like I said, a bunch of very elite people. And like, hey, like, you know, hi, I'm like, you know, so-and-so broker. And like, these are people, I see your face on a billboard. I'm like, wow, okay. And you're genuinely asking yourself, what are you doing here? And then when it's time for you to get up, it's like, okay, up to that point, I'm Olivier working in customer service at construction company and everything. But at this point, I don't know. I just felt I had to be, like I said, authentic and dare to be you. I got up, it's like, hi, I'm Olivier. Uh, I've been doing this podcast for a good two years now. I'm about, I just passed 110 episodes and it's uh, through meeting so-and-so that I got invited here. It's a pleasure to be on. It's like, you know, it's all about, and, and I actually admit it, this is the first time I've actually presented myself as an actual professional podcaster. And everybody went into applause. And I'm like, all right, I do deserve to be here. You, you <laughs> so, be there, man. Come on. It resonated because somebody showed up and like, you know, was like, why would you say that? And I explained how I felt. I was like, hey, like million dollar broker. And I'm not really a stable. So no, no, but you're a champion. You are a professional. It's like, it takes a lot of work and dedication and commitment and sacrifice to put in hours of your life into something you're obviously passionate about and, you know, making an impact on people's lives. Cause so-and-so did, you know, refer me to your podcast. And I listened to a couple of episodes like, that is great work. That is a lot of great work. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So fear, like imposter syndrome is very real. And that's what it yielded. First of all, it, it opens doors that you otherwise would not have access to because I could pay to be amongst such elite company. I could, it would not happen without that credibility that was built over time with this commitment and this dedication to this something. Because eventually, what I like to say, your tribe will find you 
your tribe will find you. It's not about having all the ears. It's about having the ears that want to listen to you and having the ears that need it. I'm sorry. So if you're worried about podcasting or whatever life takes you in terms of whatever you define as your success, put in time, put in the work. It is a marathon, not a sprint. So in terms of yielding and rewards, it has created immense opportunities in terms of connections and, you know, not just marketing, but again, growth and exposure and advice. And, you know, because so many of the nuggets that I've picked up along the way apply to this, you know, what eventually will probably grow into a quote unquote business, if you will, because I consider this an enterprise. That's the word I like to use, enterprise. You know, I'm my own mogul right now, but eventually it will grow to newer and greater heights. But at the core, uh, what is also yielded is the fact that, you know what, on the selfish point, I know for a fact that people need to hear this, especially right now. People need to know from people, as I like to say in the intro, just like you, that you can bring through your own choices, actions, and dedication, you can bring a little bit of awesomeness along your individual journey. I know it's a tagline, but I put it out there because people need to know that it's their, their, their best self lies on the receiving end of their choice. You can choose. Wherever life has you right now, you can choose where you go, where to go, how are we going. You need to know what success looks like for you and then gun it and go for it. It's as basic as that. So that reality for me, that's what it's yielded, to know that through all, all these interactions, like for me, like a couple of episodes ago, I interviewed a guy who was basically my podcasting idol. I listened to this guy for like 10 years, but I had him on the receiving end of my podcast. His name is Ibarian Expereo. He's a photographer out of, um, out of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, his podcast is The Candid Frame Photography Podcast. I used to do photography in a past life, but I've listened to him for years on end. And he's actually one of the people I've modeled my podcast about on on. So he's one of the biggest influences. And eventually, like I do all the time, like I reached out to him. He wrote me back like a couple of weeks later because he's very busy. And he was like so open. He's like, we'll definitely do it. Let's book a date a month from now. And once it was done, I told this story before. And once it was done, I called my wife because she, like, she had left the house then. I was like, I hyperventilated because it happened. And it happened because I put in the time and I was ready, just like Lose Yourself, the Eminem song. I was ready. I had him. And we had a terrific conversation. It was terrific. Even logging off, he commended me on it. It's like, wow. For me, it was like a highlight of all this time. And that would not happen without my commitment, my dedication, my consistency, and my belief that it could actually happen. I was ready. I did not fake it. I was there. And it happened. And I took that away. And like, you're asking about yield. What did it yield? It yielded the fact that people need to know through these experiences of using myself as a guinea pig that it's possible. Whatever you want, you visualize it, you manifest it, and it's possible. If you want it, you will, you will it. You will it into existence. It's possible. I can't put it any simpler. Thanks again, Olivier. I appreciate that, man. Have a great night. I want to commend you for everything that you do. This is a terrific platform you've built. And I enjoy the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there. That's the word. Put yourself out there and, you know, just walk along this journey wherever it takes you. And I, I, I wish you nothing but the best because this is a terrific platform. All right, man. Have a good one. You're the man. Thank you for listening to the Getting Social Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel and Apple Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Olivier Day, for an awesome episode. Remember to subscribe to his Apple Podcast and follow Awaken the Awesome. Also, check out his website, awakentheawesome.ca.